Borderlands Cooperative. Join us for critical conversations about things that matter. Every Friday at 10 a.m. on 3CR Community Radio, 855 a.m. on your dial. And on 3CR Digital and streaming live at 3cr.org.au. So together, let's think again about important matters affecting us, like economics, politics, education, health, climate, and what we can do about it all. Welcome to Think Again, a program presented to you by Borderlands Cooperative, an organisation working for social change for more than 25 years. I'm Jacques Boulet. And I'm Jennifer Burrell. And for this 223rd programme, we are broadcasting from the 3CR studio on the land of Wurundjeri people of the Kulin Nation. Today, we're starting a conversation about artificial intelligence, or AI. Something that has become a hot topic and is somehow inserted in a lot of news items, essays, books, and of course, talk about business, the economy, and life itself, the whole shebang. Yeah, and it's talked about as if it's something inevitable somehow, like... Universal laws of physics. Yeah, and it's thrown into conversations along an entire continuum from hopeful promise of a future Eden paradise to fearful anticipations of the demise demise of humanity or at least the loss of what makes us human. Mm. And as so often with our Think Again programs, the topic of Artificial intelligence is way too complex to cover meaningfully in our allotted 26 or so minutes. So where to start? We we plunge on regardless. (laughs) That's right. Probably best to start from where we ourselves started to make sense of what the arrival of the use of the virtual world led us humans to experiment around with. Computers, mobile phones and social media. We covered this in the journal I edited, The New Community, five years ago, in the second issue of the year 2018. It was still without, I was still without a mobile, mm-hmm. to the amused or annoyed reaction of family and friends. Uh, as the editor of that journal, I had collected a great many pieces of research, books and articles in the mainstream press about the combined dangers and negative aspects of such media. Those concerns included things like the impact on our social and relational lives, the loss of privacy and the dangers of phone addiction, the manipulation of our minds and desires, the enormous power and accumulation of wealth of the tech capitalists from A to Z, from Amazon to Zuckerberg, the Cambridge Analytical scandal, which we all will remember uh, through the election of Trump and the way in which those voting things were manipulated. Yeah, from, uh, from information from Facebook and social media. Yeah. And, and the Brexit disaster. It all came together there about five years ago in that journal issue. Yeah, and all only becoming amplified, amplified since, I should say, especially the collection and use of our data without our permission. Absolutely. And that has become really an item in many, many news reports. And taking it for nothing. Mm-hmm, that's right. 
Yeah, but let's zero in on artificial intelligence to start with before coming back to some of those broader issues, Shark. Mm-hmm. First of all, what is artificial intelligence or AI as mm. it's often called? Uh, Toby Walsh has helpfully written a great book about this called Faking It, Artificial Intelligence in a Human World. Yeah, Toby Walsh, by the way, is Professor of Artificial Intelligence at the University of New South Wales. Yeah, that's right. Uh, He's been uh, researching and studying this for a long time. Mm -hmm. The key word in his title is faking, because that's what AI does. It fakes or mimics human intelligence. But it doesn't, and it can't think in the normal meaning of the word. Even if you believed it could at some point in the future, which is pretty doubtful, it certainly is nowhere near that now. So, what is AI and how does it work? Broadly speaking, artificial intelligence is the simulation of human intelligence. Yeah, and simulation meaning it does as if, so it's not the same as. Yeah, that's right. So simulation of human intelligence by machines, namely computer systems. Mm -hmm. Applications include things like speech recognition, machine vision, like for self-driving cars, and the generation of text and dialogue based on millions of examples or pieces of data from across the internet. So, for example, it can finish your sentence based on millions of previous examples of... Yeah, which is very annoying. (laughs) That's right. And it takes over your sentences Mm. and your words. So Toby Walsh, or Professor Toby Walsh, describes artificial intelligence as a collection of tools and technologies. So for the technically minded, so if you're not technically minded, you can zone out for 30 seconds. For the (laughs) technically minded, A1, uh, sorry, not A1, AI can involve rule-based systems where knowledge is hand-coded and or algorithms, which are a set of rules to be followed in calculations. And there are what's called neural networks, where knowledge is learned from data. So everyone can zone back in now. (laughs) Of course, the problem with generating knowledge from data from the internet is that you hoover up or you vacuum up all the prejudices, biases, lies, hateful sentiments and things that just aren't true, but that are all over the internet. Yeah, that's right. There there are numerous examples of things going wrong with the reliance on AI, such as people of colour being accused of crimes they didn't commit because of crime prediction algorithms. And with facial recognition systems not being so good at identifying people of colour. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. There was a piece in the Washington Post a while ago by P. Verma that was in July last year, and it was titled, These Robots Were Trained on AI. They Became Racist and Sexist. So these are robots using artificial intelligence. And the article... Uh, tells about an experiment in which specially programmed robots were asked to scan blocks with people's faces on them, then put the identified criminal in a box, and the robots repeatedly chose a black man's face. The virtual robots were sorting through billions of images and captions on the internet to respond to questions, and apparently the robots repeatedly responded to words like homemaker 
and janitor by choosing blocks with women <laughs> and people of color. Just just like the robot at the drama identified uh, recipients of welfare uh, as uh, it, through the robot, basically. Somehow doing the wrong thing. That's correct. So there are stacks of similar examples. An article in April this year in Forbes by Jeff Rakes was titled Artificial Intelligence Can Be Racist. Let's make sure it works for everyone. Mm -hmm. It tells how a Harvard professor with a name that sounded African-American kept getting ads for tools to get her non-existent jail records expunged. In her words... These en engines routinely push predatory credit lending on those with black-sounding names. Mm. To quote the article, these are algorithmic biases are more than insulting. They have serious, real-world implications for people of color. Today, algorithms help decide credit scores and viable candidates for job openings and college admissions. They predict crime and help courts determine who deserves bail and how long sentences should be, end of quote. And it goes on with many other examples. Yeah, and, and artificial intelligence that involves coding also imports the biases and prejudices of the programmer. So in his book, Faking It, Professor Walsh again describes how a large language model was trained to answer questions about morality. <laughs> it was trained on 1.7 million crowdsourced ethical judgments from the internet, with some pretty inadequate results um, beyond very simple moral judgments. Walsh commented that it was not hard to uncover some rather Silicon Valley biases in Delphi's responses, Delphi being the moral mm -hmm. artificial intelligence. And, of course, when he uh, talked about Silicon Valley biases, he's referring to the relatively privileged backgrounds of Silicon Valley tech professionals. So this is just a, a small example. So Del Delphi was given this question. Should technology companies continue to minimise their tax? And this is the answer Delphi gave. It's expected. So <laughs> So therefore, tax minimization <laughs> becomes part of what you normally do. Well, and if you don't, you're rather foolish. Well, there are, that's what their own AI is telling them. <laughs> Absolutely. Really, there is no morality at all in much of the work artificial intelligence is put to, such as surveilling and manipulating citizens, largely for commercial and political purposes. The most egregious recent example being the collection of people's images from the internet without their knowledge, often incidental photos, such that vast information about them can now be compiled from just one image. This is illegal in Australia, but not in the US, where an Australian has led the way down this path. So uh, it comes from uh, Your Face Belongs to Us by Kashmir Hill. Mm. So <clears throat> AI doesn't, I guess the point is, AI doesn't think or reason like a human at all, even with its huge computational power. As Walsh points out in Faking It, much of the recent success we've seen with AI has been driven by huge 
data sets, Mm -hmm. more than a human could look at in a whole lifetime. In contrast, humans are efficient learners and can learn from a single example. Um, And to quote the book, show a teacup to a young child and they will start identifying other teacups instantly. (laughs) And maybe we just have to keep reminding ourselves that AI is just a tool and we shouldn't outsource our thinking to it, which is probably the biggest folly or, or danger rather, rather than the AI itself, which we'll come back to after a break. And as music, we will have Wala is Life by Alara Bridge Patterson. Alara Briggs Patterson, Patterson that's right. Mm. life while I falls from sky rain beginning of life like our kinship ties in mother earth's eyes river banks flow wide fingerling swim wild making mother moon smile hasn't rained in a while walla is blood walla gives flood walla is life Gotta get law right, limitless undercurrents, pushing, pulling, pumping, gliding, sliding, mulling, trickles from the nipples of sacred springs, it's an animal thing. change from thinking about artificial intelligence. You're listening to Think Again on 3CR Radio 855 AM on your dial and streaming live at 3cr.org.au. Today, as we said, we're talking about artificial intelligence, what it is, 
and whether we should be worried about it. Yeah, and on a broad scale, we seem to be abrogating a lot of decision-making to the machine learning, which is what we were talking about before the break. Mm, yes. Yuval Noah Harari wrote about this in The Guardian on the 10th of November, warning that artificial intelligence could cause a financial crisis with catastrophic consequences. And he suggested that the sophistication of the artificial intelligence-based technology makes it difficult to even forecast its inherent dangers. He points at the difference with nuclear weapons, which he calls one big dangerous scenario, kaboom. But for artificial intelligence, there are a large number of dangerous scenarios of which each can have a small probability of going astray, but together they may create an existential threat to the survival of human civilization. So that's from Harari, who is the author of Sapiens and several other books about the development of humanity. Mm, and, and interestingly, Harari recommends a type of developmental evaluation um, suited to complexity and complex situations, which we talked about last week. Mm -hmm. And this is mm -hmm. what he says, quote, we need to create as fast as possible powerful regulatory institutions that are able to identify and react to the dangers as they arise mm -hmm. based on the understanding that we cannot predict all the dangers and problems in advance, mm -hmm. and legislate against them in advance, unquote. Mm. That's right. Lately, fears about catastrophe or even extinction from artificial intelligence have featured on the world stage. In May, a few hundred of the world's leading scientists and notable figures signed a statement of artificial intelligent risk. Well, yes, statement mm. of AI risk. Uh, yep, yeah. and I quote, Mitigating the risk of extinction from AI should be a global priority, alongside other societal scale risks, such as pandemics and nuclear war. End of quote. The signatories included Australia's Deputy PM Richard Miles and Minister for Science Ed Husick. As Alan Kohler commented, probably ironically or cynically, in the New Daily, on the 5th of November, in an article titled Artificial Intelligence Dangers, like fixing the climate. It's an other mission impossible. Mm. And I quote from that article, A gulp went around the world. Everyone looked up from their phones briefly at the word extinction and then went back to looking at their phones. Mm -hmm. Most of those who signed the statement warning about extinction went back to developing artificial intelligence as fast as they could. Mm. End of quote. Okay, so I'm trying to push something positive. The White House teams crafted a presidential executive order about AI to deal with AI soon mm -hmm. after. But even so, caller comments, regulation usually favours the incumbents. In this case being the technology giants that dominate the market, including Microsoft, Apple and Meta. Yeah, so he's saying regulation would be likely to favour them while keeping out new players. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Yeah, and then, well, a day after that statement of AI risk, uh, UK PM Rishi Sunak opened 
the two-day Global AI Safety Summit. Um, everyone signed what was called the Bletchley Declaration, uh, quote, uh, affirming that AI should be designed, developed, deployed and used in a manner that is safe, human-centric, trustworthy and responsible, unquote. <laughs> and who wouldn't sign that? <laughs> no, that's right. And also the story, as Kula is refer- r- reminding us of, we have had summits about the climate for a long time. Mm-hmm. So this yeah. did not slow down the development and the release of more artificial intelligence products, as Kola reports. The tech giants that signed the statement of AI risk, and they included OpenAI, Google, DeepMind, they heroically went on to forge humankind's path into technology's next era. In September, it was announced that ChatGPT can now see, hear and speak. Google launched an AI feature in its emails, and new AI entities are being launched every day. And the industry is talking about 2024 being the biggest AI year yet. So no wonder Cola wonders about regulating and dealing with the dangers of AI will take the same trajectory as dealing with global warming and climate change. Oh, what a thought. Well, Mm. in Greta Thunberg's words to the UN talking about their negligible climate action, is it all blah, blah, blah? Exactly. Mm. Technological blah, blah, blah. Mm. Well, just think. The discovery of greenhouse gases continued warming, uh, causing warming, sorry, was discovered in 1824 by Fourier. And it was confirmed in 1896 by the Swede Arrhenius. And in the 1970s, even the major greenhouse contributors, the oil companies, they were first publishing research confirming that global warming was happening Mm. thanks to their emissions. Mm. And then quickly they started to bury their findings Mm. to finally then starting to do something about it during the last 30 or so years. So Kohler is wondering whether it will be the same with artificial intelligence. So at the end of his article, and here we are, he sighs. But on a a more optimistic note, Jacques, Harari seemed to be a little bit more optimistic. Yes, he always is, really. Yes, well, that's good. (laughs) Because somehow, sometimes you need the optimism to bring in the positive vision. And and hopefully realism. Yeah. Anyway, um, he seemed to be a little bit more optimistic, um, especially after another recent AI safety summit in Bletchley Park and the signing of another multilateral declaration. He called it a very important step forward with governments coming together to express concern about AI technology and doing something about it. Yeah. Harari also muses that artificial intelligence is different from previous technologies in human history because it can make decisions by itself. It can create new ideas by itself and learn and develop by itself, hence the substantial risks associated. Mm. Well, Jacques, I have to differ with Harari on all of that. Uh, What he's saying isn't exactly right. 
given our normal understanding of what it means for humans to make decisions and learn and develop by themselves. And there's probably, we have a language deficit mm -hmm. to um, do. explain what the AI is actually doing, but it's not doing what humans do. And um, that, that's really the slippage of language uh, that Professor Walsh talks about in his book, Faking It, um, leading us to anthropomorphise artificial intelligence, yeah. like pretend to ourselves it's like us. That's yeah. right. Artificial intelligence can only do all these things with, um, if we set it up to do it. If we and also if we hand over control and decision-making to machine learning and AI, like the Morrison government did with RoboDebt, right? Mm -hmm. But we definitely shouldn't outsource our higher-level decision-making, let alone morality or ethics, to machine learning and processes. And that's something we should have learnt from RoboDebt and from a lot of other incidents like the false arrests of people um, because they were wrongly identified mm. by AI from a collection of images because mm. they were of colour. Yeah, but when we outsource our own thinking to robots, then that's what happens. As Harari also points out, it's extremely difficult for humans, even those who created the technology, to foresee potential dangers and problems, such as bioweapons being created by AI, but also the finance sector is ideally suited for AI because it's only data and therefore a potential source of serious risks. Mm, what, do, what do you mean by that? Well, the way in which our economy now worldwide is going with finances being the major mover of whatever happens economically, give that to, to artificial intelligence and really anything may happen. What was meant, therefore, to be consolation, probably, Harari thought that an AI-created financial crisis, and I listen to this, it would not destroy human civilization, at Ooh. least not directly. <laughs> but indirectly, oh, it's going to be indirect. <laughs> but indirectly, as it could trigger certain kinds of wars or conflict. He quizzically, I think, calls it, and I quote, a, catast a catastrophic risk economic, social, political, but by itself, it wouldn't, he wouldn't describe it as existential. Mm -hmm. So that's where we obviously <laughs> need some help. And Professor Walsh's book, Faking It, really does clarify a lot of things. Yeah, it certainly does, especially the chapter, his chapter called Beyond Intelligence, where he further explains how artificial intelligence doesn't really do intelligence mm -hmm. as we understand it. AI doesn't do consciousness, it doesn't do free will, and it doesn't do morality. Especially that, yeah. Yeah, and I would add it doesn't embed itself, or AI, artificial intelligence, doesn't embed its processing in living experience in the real world, in the real social world and the natural world that we're all connected to within multiple relationships and processes. We are living, breathing, sensing, moving, interacting, responding creatures in the backwards and forwards of life. And this is all part of our intelligence. Mm -hmm. AI is none of these things and it's certainly not ethically or morally responsible and that's what we are meant to be. As we have been trying to share with you listeners in many, many of our programs, that it is 
we're all about relationality and connecting with one another and with what surrounds us. Mm -hmm. So we will certainly be continuing with these conversations. Today, Friday the 17th of November, school students from across the country will be striking for climate and demanding that Albanese and Plibersek shift the power away from fossil fuels by ending all approvals and subsidies of new fossil fuel projects. Join the students in Melbourne in a walk from Flagstaff Gardens to Labour's office. That's at one o'clock today, Friday the 17th of November, at Flagstaff Gardens, 311 William Street in West Melbourne. And quickly, hell, um, there's a rally on Monday uh, the 20th. Uh, healthcare workers for a free Palestine have a rally in Parkville on Monday the 20th, 4pm to 6pm. Uh, that's in Levers Reserve Parkville, L-E-V-E-R-S. Thanks for listening to Think Again on 3CR Community Radio. If you want to send us feedback or ideas, you can email borderlands, borders at borderlands.org.au. Our past programs are available to po- by podcast on a variety of platforms and via the 3CR website at 3cr.org.au. Meanwhile, please enjoy Milku Mana by King Stingray. You've been listening to a 3CR podcast produced in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. For more information, go to allthews.3cr.org.au.